You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest releases of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm John Herfinan from our Treasury Unit and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. Good morning, Ollie. In terms of discussing these two important sectors of the Irish economy, we might start with the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data release. The return of, uh, to contraction in December saw the reading come in at the 48.9 level, um, down from the level of 50 in November. We've seen the reading stay in the narrow range 48 to 50 in the final four months of the year. Can you take us through the key findings and your thoughts on the report? Yeah, well, good morning, John, and a happy new year to everybody. Uh, on the manufacturing side, as you said, the index has been in this range 48 to 50 over the last few months of uh, last year. Uh, and it was at 50 November, fell back to 48.9 in December. That's just a slight deterioration in business conditions there in the month. Uh, I say it's it's been up. I wouldn't say the Irish index is well above elsewhere. That's the first thing to say. I mean, the index readings, for example, in the Eurozone and the UK are 44.2 and 46.4. So the Irish index is much higher, and that's been the case for most of last year. In terms of what we saw within the report, there was a small fall in output in the month. Uh, it had stabilised in November. Uh, we did see, as you mentioned, a renewed decline in new orders. Though, uh, having said that, uh, export orders picked up for the first time in four months. Uh, what was called out in particular was um, a strength in the demand in the UK. Um, employment was static in the month, but firms would recruit, as I said, if they could find workers. So again, that that uh, recruitment difficulties are ongoing in the sector. Um, I think as well, what we've seen in the closing months of last year, and we see the December report as well, is much tighter inventory management, you know, uh, with softening demand there, improving supply chain, a big focus on inventory management. So what we saw was, you know, marked declines in both the stocks of inputs, which are used in the, in the manufacturing process, and the stocks of finished goods. So against a backdrop of soft demand, there's that increased focus on tight stock management. What was a bit worrying, input prices rose in the month, you know, and they generally fell on the second half of last year. So coming to the final month of uh, the year in December, input prices rose. Uh, now, notwithstanding that, output prices continued to decline, so there's a squeeze on manufacturers there. And they referenced, you know, ongoing strong competitive pressures forcing through all prices. So uh, that was noticeable in terms of the upper pressure and input prices. And the other thing that survey was uh, a pickup in expectations for 2024. Uh, and that was driven, you know, it, the, the index there rose to its highest levels in September. And what was noticed things like uh, expectations of falling interest rates uh, in the coming year would help uh, boost activity. And Ali, moving across to the services sector, if we may, the PMI index signalled a growth reading again of 53.2. And what's been a positive news story all year indeed, I don't think we've seen anything below 50, definitely since the second half of last year in 2023. What are your key findings from this report and what are your thoughts that you can take away from it? Yeah, you're right, the index reading is is 53.2, right? So that does... Uh, signal, you know, continuing solid growth uh, in the sector. Uh, now, having said that, the the index that the pace of growth softened in the second half of last year, uh, as was the index pace, sorry, peaked uh, in early summer, 
so what we've seen is some loss of momentum in terms of the pace of growth. Now that's not that surprising in terms of there's been a, there was a deceleration in the pace of global growth in the second half of last year. We saw weak data out of the Eurozone, out of the, um, and out of the UK, uh, and a softening in activity in Ireland. So I think that's uh, reflected in this survey. Uh, so the pace of growth in the final month of last year was still solid, but it, it, it was a continuation of the trend we've seen since the early part of the summer, which is a slowdown in the actual pace of growth. Within that, uh, again, we saw new business continuing to grow and expand, but again at a, a slower at a slower pace. Now, again, uh, like on the manufacturing side, we actually saw new export uh, activity pick up, and it expanded at the strongest pace since August. And again, what was called out there was signs of life in the UK, pick up in the uh, business out of the UK. So that was interesting that the manufacturing and the, the services sector responded both not of that. Uh, you know, again, I suppose reflecting the overall trend in the survey, employment continued to expand, but the pace of growth, of growth in employment continues to slow. Um, another positive aspect of the survey, this covers four subsectors, four or four different service sectors, and all four sectors registered an expansion activity in December for the second month in a row, which was welcome. Uh, again, what we saw was an improved in inflation, sorry, a strengthening of inflation pressures. Uh, actually, we saw an acceleration in the rate of input price inflation for the first time in six months. So the rate of inflation there in terms of input costs picked up, and we mentioned things like wages in particular, uh, and higher overall uh, input costs. And then that translated into prices charged rising at their quickest pace in three months. So in the services sector, certainly towards the end of last year, the inflation pressure strengthened. Um, again, what we saw though was a pickup in optimism in terms of prospects for 2024 in the coming year. Uh, and the reading there were, was at its highest level since last May. So overall, you know, a solid survey, uh, but as you know, the, the, the year finished out, uh, largely as we've seen over the second half of 2023, which is some slowdown in, in the pace of actual expansion or growth in the sector. And Ali, maybe it's the optimism, optimist in me, but when I'm listening to you speak on both sectors, it certainly seems like there's high hopes for 2024. So what are the PMIs kind of collectively telling you when you reflect on 2023 and what's happened, what's happening on the interest rate front in particular, what's happening in the global economic state? And when you look abroad, as you did briefly earlier, to external parties and what's going on there and their, their PMIs, what are you looking forward to in, in 2024? Well, I think the, the first thing to say is in terms of the surveys, I suppose, for much of last year, we highlighted the divergence in the trends in manufacturing and services. But uh, as, as we came to the final month of the year, there was a lot of common trends in there. Um, okay, the pace of growth had softened. Uh, that is not together surprising given last year. So a loss of momentum in most economies. Uh, and that, you know, that loss of momentum, both in, ser both in manufacturing services, was really down to weak orders in the back of subdued demand. Uh, now, notwithstanding that, we saw a pickup in both sectors in terms of orders out of the UK. It's a positive sign for that economy and obviously a positive sign Ireland in terms of we still do a lot of trade with the UK. Uh, employment continues to grow but the pace of growth is easing but having said that the labour market remains tight and in firms in both sectors are talking about you know difficulties in recruitment. Um, somewhat surprisingly we did see a pick up in inflationary pressures in the final month of the year against a backdrop where you know energy costs um, 
continue to fall in particular. Now, obviously, tight labour markets, we have seen a pick up in wage inflation everywhere in the last uh, 12 months. And then, as you say, in reference to your question, um, increasing optimism about the prospects for 2024. So, um, you know, we have set, we had central bank meetings before Christmas. Uh, the message was, I think, rates have peaked. Um, but I think what we're seeing in markets is growing expectations of significant rate cuts in 2024 on the back of much quicker declines in inflation everywhere. Uh, in the closing months of last year, be it in the US, be it in the UK, be it in Ireland, be it in the Eurozone. Uh, and that and that pace of decline in, in inflation has been significantly greater than central banks were expecting. Uh, so that opens up the prospects. Now, the central banks are saying we still can't declare victory here in terms of the battle against inflation. Uh, we still see wage pressures within economies. Core inflation remains above, well above the 2% target. But there's no doubt that inflation is moving in the right direction. And that brings two benefits in terms of you know the economic outlook. One is the scope for rates to be cut over the course of the year. And at this stage, you know, markets are looking for rate cuts of maybe more than 150 basis points in the US and in the UK, and 140 basis points, sorry, 150 basis points or more in the Eurozone and in the US, and 140 basis points in the case of the UK. So we had the central banks acting in you know, tandem uh, during 2023 in terms of hiking rates and then putting policy in hold in the latter stage of the year and the expectations that we acting in tandem in 2024. Now the rate cuts probably won't start to materialise until the early summer but significant rate cuts are expected um, and that obviously is good in terms of the prospects for economic activity uh, as 2024 unfolds. Obviously the fall in inflation as well means We've had a cost of living squeeze over the last two years where inflation has been rising more quickly than, than wages. That looks like it will turn in 2024. Inflation is falling towards 2%. Wage growth is up the order of 4-5% in most economies. It's actually above 7% in the, in, the, in the UK. Now that will fall back, but we're likely to see increasing real household income, which will benefit consumer spending. So what the survey reflects is, I think, um, there is optimism there that uh, you know there's been a lot of talk about a soft landing. I mean, it would be unusual to see a period of where we saw inflation rise to ten percent and interest rates go up by up to five percent in a lot of economies, and it didn't generate a recession. So I think particularly we get through the first half of the year uh, without a downturn in activity and a marked rise in employment. You know, this so-called soft landing is very achievable for 2024. When we get to 2024 without a recession, the growth uh, will be modest. But as rates come down um, and inflation falls back towards 2%, we have moderate growth in 2024, the so-called soft landing, and then that sets the basis for you know a reacceleration in the pace of economic activity in 2025 and 2026. So I think the survey probably picks up. The data are, are okay, right? I mean, there's no, there's no rapid growth in there or anything else, but there's no marked downturn. And if we can keep going at that in the opening months of 2024, we, we may well be, uh, you know, have reached the nirvana where the central banks have managed to bring inflation back down towards 2% to tighten the monetary policy, but not by, you know, putting economies into recession and seeing a market rise in unemployment, etc. You know, the so-called soft landing. There's been a lot of doubts over the last two years whether that can be achieved. Well, I think it's fair to say that the landing strip of that is coming into view. 
and Ali, hopefully it does um, materialise uh, rather than a sh sharp shock for the economy. I think a soft landing would be everybody's ideal in this current situation. I want to say thanks to you, Ali, for your time today and for always. Um, it's great to get to listen to you. And thank you to all our customers and a happy new year. Um, thank you for joining us today. And stay close to all our podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.